The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy Taco Tuesday. Happy National Pet Day. Just glad to have you guys rolling along with me on tonight's show. 888-344-1170 is our live call-in number. You can always email me at andreakshow.com. We're actually streaming live on Facebook right now. So many different ways for you guys to be a part of the show. Y'all know Tuesdays at 7 p.m. means not just tacos, but it also means Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law and Word on Wealth that you can listen to every day at 2. Joins me for the wacky laws that you need to know about. We call that part of the show Quack and the Whack. But then we give you some news that you can use and he joins me. Hello, my dear. Hello, Andrea. I, I'm on Taco Tuesday. Yes, you've got this. That. Is, this is cool. I know you're the honorary wow. Taco Tuesday guy. <laughs> oh man, I, that's I'm I'm getting a taco on the way home. Oh, okay, very show. good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a good Easter? I had a wonderful Easter. I was up in the Portland, Oregon area in Vancouver, Washington, where my son and his wife and their two children live. So I was up there with two of my grand boys Aww. and had an absolute blast. It was so fun. They're um, three years old and oh. five years old. Oh my gosh, such wonderful. great ages. It was wonderful. And I, and I love Easter, my favorite holiday. I mean, I like Christmas. I love Easter. I mean, just what it represents and yeah. what you know Christ gave to the world. And I just yeah. think it's just the coolest thing ever. Just so, wonderful. Well, How was your weekend? Well, I, mine was good. I, 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 I love Easter in terms of its, you know, the what it means. But I, I'm not going to lie to you, Gary. Christmas is my favorite holiday because I love the music. <laughs> I love the the trees, the decorations. I love everything about it. I love the presents. Um, so C- Christmas is my number one, just in all in general, the food, everything, mm-hmm. and then Easter um, because of Jesus Christ. So I actually watched The Passion of the Christ again, and it was I hadn't seen it since the movie came out in 2004 and it was hard to watch i it took me about three hours because i had to pause it because it was so painful um but wow. i felt like i needed a reminder of uh you. what christ did for us so um all right now let's get in before we get into the Super news you can, cool. and by the way listeners i got an email i think i might have even mentioned it to you gary at the time uh, no because you weren't on, i got an email from a listener a while back asking if i knew anything about artificial intelligence Mm-hmm. and things to do artificial intelligence and investments and different things and so Gary's going to be talking about that you ask and we uh, and we, and you shall receive here on the Andrea K show but before we get into all of that and and the, your news you can use is state planning and all that what's the wacky laws this week um i don't know if this is that wacky but it is it's weird okay, okay. san diego actually san diego okay. if you keep your christmas lights up past february 2nd $250 fine. Really? Yeah, you should know that. 
That's well, crazy. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, you know what? Maybe that explains why in recent years I haven't really seen a whole lot of people really doing the Christmas decorations. We, you know, it's which makes me sad because I love Christmas. And, oh, I do. Uh, okay, you need to come past. Okay, the years that my grandkids come to San Diego, you need to come by my house. I put up fifteen thousand lights on my house. Oh. I love Christmas. I love all the decorations. And, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in the South, um, every neighborhood, pretty much every house would be decorated with lights and it'd be cold and we'd drive mm-hmm. around drinking our hot chocolate and just look oh, at yeah. decorations, you know, and just look at it. So and so, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not surprised in San Diego that that's, that's the case. Funny. It, it That but is it, weird. It's weird. And I, I, well, I would just, after that, I'd say, oh, no, those aren't Christmas lights. Remember... It's the it's the Christmas lights that are illegal. So I would just say, "Oh no, those are holiday lights." Mm. And if they said, "Oh no, those are Christmas lights," they say, "Oh, but that's discrimination." <laughs> <laughs> they're my twinkle lights. <laughs> they're my twinkle lights, and they're now up for um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to leave them up for Easter. So go away. Take your little fines and go away. Um, but the other thing is, I this there was a weird one, but the uh, because we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. I thought this was really cool. In Fresno, it is Ill, it is illegal, unlawful in any park in Fresno city limits to disturb the rocks. What? Mm-hmm. Injuring or disturbing a rock a in rock? Fresno city park is unlawful. A how rock. do you, first of all, how do you injure a rock? <laughs> you know, Andrea, that just shows how unfeeling you are. Uh, right, you're right. I, I don't have compassion for rocks. Sorry, Rock. I've stubbed okay. my toe on too many rocks. I've twisted my ankle trying to walk in heels on too many rocks. I'm anti-rock, and I'm and I'm willing to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You men have no idea what it's like to try to walk in heels across cobblestone streets, uneven pavement, rocky pavement. Y'all have no idea what we have to endure okay then andrea you're gonna love this one in carmel oh gosh in in cal in carmel this Uh is to protect you okay because you obviously don't know where to where to stop okay (laughs) Okay. in carmel there's a municipal ordinance so prohibits wearing high-heeled shoes or shoes with heels higher than two inches and with a base of less than one square inch so those super hot Pumps that you're wearing, yeah, you know, with the little tiny three eighths of an inch square. That's illegal in Carmel, and that's because they just don't want you to hurt yourself. I'm sure that's all it is. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> uh, that's in Carmel. What I, I, in Carmel. I, I, when I think of Carmel, I think of Clint Eastwood, right? I think mm-hmm. of yeah. rustic. I, I, it's got to be something at all to do with it's like their culture is like crunchy and rustic, and they're not about the bougie. That's it's got to be something along with that. I'm not really sure. Keep uh, your bougie pumps off my street girl <laughs> or I'm going to take out my six shooter and let you have it that's exactly what it's got to be <laughs> make my day go ahead make, make my, my day, day punk go ahead make my day see that you just broke your ankle <laughs> yeah. so oh okay I gotta get uh, serious now <laughs> I know let's talk about artificial intelligence All right. you know what it was interesting that you brought it up because I had a conversation with my son Tyler this weekend because we, when I when I hijacked your show, I talked about artificial intelligence for almost two hours. Wow, and I know I had it's guests that came on and talked okay. about artificial intelligence and like the author of Britfield. Um, you know, we have um, Chad Stewart, the author mm-hmm. of Britfield. Yeah. He's into creativity, and he did, he says you know artificial intelligence takes away creativity. So if you want to beat it, become creative. 
And then I talked to my son about it because I always say, Tyler, is artificial intelligence, is it, are these things going to become self-aware and attack us like in, you know, Terminator? Right. And his, so he gets so scientific on it. He's a, um, he's a software guy and he, he programs computers and, you know, oh, the, wow. the, it's the, the robot human interface that he programs and stuff like that. So how inter- how robots interact with humans. Oh, he's the perfect guy to talk to about this. It, it was very interesting because I talked, you know, specifically, I said, what about chat GPT? And he, he kind of chuckled and I said, well, but now it's connected to the internet. And he says, dad, it always has been. I said, what do you mean? They just made this big announcement and huh. oh my gosh, and it's connected to the end. I said, and then that, and then the, the, C, the CEO of, you know, of ChatGPT came out and said, yeah, 300,000 jobs are going to go away like that, and we don't care. And, and my son Tyler just says, he's a dork. He says, you know, <laughs> he says, I think that's overestimated, but the turnaround on that is the jobs that it's going to create are going to far exceed the jobs that it loses. You just have to stay on the right curve. I talked to an engineering friend of mine at Google. He's a software engineer at Google. Go figure. Mm-hmm. And I asked him the same question, and he said, he said, Gary, 50 years ago, there was no such thing as a software engineer. 30 years ago, software engineering was just starting up. He says, now there are hundreds of thousands of software engineers and growing. It was a field that didn't even exist. True. So he said, and we replaced a lot of like mechanical engineers and a lot of, you know, draftsmen and stuff like that. He says, but that's the way it goes. So those draftsmen are now. And then um, the thing about artificial intelligence, I said, well, why would you even need human beings? And both of them said, we need human beings to make sure that the artificial intelligence is doing what it's supposed to do because it can't think and it can't reason and it can't give advice. In fact, both ChatGBT and then the one that um, Google came out with called Bard, um, they both specifically, if they detect the request requires professional advice, they're programmed to say, you need to seek professional advice to get an answer to this. You need to seek professional help. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Because they don't want to give advice because right. they don't want it because it, because the machine can't figure out, oh, wait, you're in California and that would be this tax law and that. It, it, it's, it's capable of sorting through that, but it doesn't – like. It, a tax professional friend of mine got he has he runs this blog and he has these questions you know people ask him questions all the time so he literally put the questions into ChatGPT and it was wrong one hundred percent of the time ooh because it can't it can't do nuance because all it has is data that was crammed into it and the new thing with ChatGPT is that up until a month ago the newest data it had was twenty eighteen. And the new announcement is it's now, quote, up to date because they got it all the way up to 2020 or 2019. But now it's it's got a different algorithm that's searching for information and sorting it out on the Internet. Now, it's getting better and it's getting smarter. And I said, well, why won't artificial intelligence take over the world? And he said, the amount of data that ChatGPT uses in a day, it, it, the statistic was insane, the amount – of data, the amount of electricity that ChatGPT, that industry requires to run its computers for a day, would um, he said it would run Detroit? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the it, it it uses it's jillions of gigawatts. I mean, it is so much electric. We can't even power our electric cars. There are some cities that will actually say no charging your electric cars tonight because we don't have enough in the grid. And then you have like ChatGPT, and then you have. Um, these data miners for um, for um, the uh, uh, whatever the Bitcoin, and now some of this and they're and data mining 
is now becoming illegal because it uses too much power. It's pulling so much power out of the grid that we can't afford to run. And that's the nation can't afford to pump that much electricity into these things. I mean, the amount of heat that's generated by the chat GPT computers, the amount of electricity that's drawn into them, it's we can't keep up with the demand. So it's going to be we have to create a new source of energy before we can actually get artificial intelligence to really work. So and I asked Tyler, I said, well, so what if what if, you know, machines and everything became self self actualized? He said, okay, so let's say everything in your house became self-actualized because there's computers in everything. There's a computer in my toaster. Right. And he said, so everything in your house becomes self-aware and goes, oh, I, I am a thing. I am a thing. And, and he says, that's number one. And number two is then they go, and I need to kill humans. Well, it has to figure out, well, why would I do that? So he says, so then your toaster turns itself on and it just gets really, really, really hot and it melts on your counter because that's all it can do. Right. He says, and then your water heater goes, ah, crazy. I'm going to kill humans. And it heats itself up. So it's so, so, so super hot. And then it blows up. It's like it didn't kill anybody. But he said, there's, there's so few things that even exist that if they became self-aware that they wanted to hurt a human being or whatever. He said, the, the machines that we've created, even the really sophisticated robots, don't have enough functionality to, to become self-aware and decide to protect itself from something. Okay, so, so we don't the, have to worry about them <clears throat> becoming self-actualized and, and harming us, but are they being, is artificial intelligence being used um, to manage people's money in their account somewhere? Yes. And oh, that, gosh, yeah. And and that's not a good thing, isn't it? We're talking to Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law about artificial intelligence. Um, I so I feel better. I feel better that we're not going to they're not going to take over the world because we'd have to have another energy source for that. Right. I feel better that, that, that these devices don't have the capacity to turn on me. Um, but I don't like the idea of artificial intelligence uh, making decisions in replace of humans um, because just on the basis of data. I don't want artificial intelligence to be managing people's finances because it's there's more to that equation, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than um, just a, a, an, an algorithm or calculation. There's other, there's, there's other um, intellectual brain matter and, and power that has to be a part of that. Yes? And I, I agree. And I think... I mean, we do use artificial intelligence to run our, you know, to figure out where things are going with stocks and bonds and investments. We we already do that. The question is how much, how far are we going to have, how how far are we going to let artificial intelligence make all the decisions? Because one, because artificial intelligence is just really fast. It's super fast, so it can get things done faster. And if you said, okay, I want to run these scenarios, and what we want to do is we want to have a risk tolerance for this person. It's a it's a six of ten. And here's all the things we're looking for. Go out and search and figure out which what market trends would be more appropriate for somebody at this risk tolerance level rather than another. And it can search through you know a million stocks in like two seconds. If I had to do that, what am I going to do? Right. Go back that, that's, just, that's just it being right. a tool for me. That's just that's just running. That's just running uh, a model. That's just that's you AI. Know, that's that's just running an equation and having it right. and having it calculate. Um, when yeah. I think of artificial intelligence, I think of actual intelligence. I think of of somebody evaluating different options and and bringing an analysis to it. So that's not what's taking place. They're bas- It's basically just being used as a tool to gather data. 
that is then used by human beings uh, in the decision making of what to do with money for the investment accounts. I don't have a problem with the way it's being used right now. Yeah. Um, you know, what what I don't want is artificial intelligence to be making decisions and having those models being having to do with ESG, environmental, mm-hmm. social and, and justice Agreed. and government governance um, categories. Um, we're about out of time here, Gary. Yeah. Anything else you want to share before you tell everybody how to get a hold of you? <laughs> I just think my thing is I think humans are smarter than we give them credit for. We're just not fast. True. So I, I, you know, I'm not. I true. I mean, every time I get worried about it, I just go. I'm just going to talk to Tyler, and I'm going to talk to my friends at Google, and just see. You know, hey, should we, we be worried? And sometimes they say, yeah, you should worry about this and that and the other. But what about this? And they go, ah, you know. Well, you've made it, me feel better about the situation. I'm yeah, not sitting I, here worried about it. It's just a yeah, tool being was, used in in terms of running mod, mod, models and in numerical mm-hmm. equations. And there, it, right now, we're, we don't have to be worried about it. No, because we still have – the biggest thing with the artificial intelligence industry, the reason we need human beings and even more that understand it, and this is according to to my Google software engineer, he says we have to have more engineers that understand this stuff to make sure the artificial intelligence is making correct decisions because the number one thing that artificial intelligence does is it lies Mm -hmm. because it doesn't know it lies. Right. It lies because all it does is gather data. All it does is gather data, 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 data. It just has billions and billions of pieces of data that can process really fast, and it assembles the data in a certain way and says, here is your answer. Mm-hmm. And it's lying because it doesn't know whether it's right or wrong. It's just mm-hmm. in all these experiential data and all this stuff, here it is. You know, right. Here's the answer. And you go, no, that's not true. So is it lying? Well, morally, it doesn't. It has no morals, right? So you have to have people that determine whether the input to that machine that can process trillions of bits a second is the mm-hmm. input input proper. And then right. you have to determine whether there's lean because people that program artificial intelligence and teach the pro, you know the computers and all that stuff, there are you know hundreds of thousands of people that are doing that. But what happens is there's lean. So there are, we need people to deter, to make sure that the programmers are not putting lean. In other words, leaning to their own position or leaning to this side or leaning to that side. Right. We want it to be down the middle. And that's what you need more people. And that is like, Two software engineers of mine that are pretty high up in the company say that's why we need more people is to make sure the artificial intelligence is not leaning based on inputs. And you have to be able to sort back through artificial intelligence to determine who put that lean in there that caused right. that physical harm. So it's I, I, I'd be happy to talk to you about it more. And it's, it's very, very interesting. Well, but I, it, I am more comfortable because we're surrounded by it. But the news is just kind of making it sound, you know, oh, my gosh, right. it's Terminator. Well, so I'm glad you brought it up because I, you know, I'm glad we're talking about it because I you you've made you've made me feel comfortable with it and, and I've actually kind of avoided the topic because it is kind of scary and I think that we need to you know we need to confront topics that make us scared and mm-hmm. face it and, and learn about it and be willing to hear about it and with an open mind and and see where where it takes us it was reminding me of let me give you this hint and then I got to let you go shall we play a game where did oh, that come? yeah War Games, the movie War Games Games. with Matthew Broderick. Shall we play a game? Yes, and then he's going, he's going thermonuclear warfare. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now I'm going to have to watch that movie. I love it so much, even though it's so dated, right? But I just, I just love it so much. But that was the kind of the beginning of art, not the beginning, but that was a movie about artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, excellent movie. So thank you for being here. We didn't have a chance to talk about estate planning 
Um, but I feel much better. We talked about artificial intelligence. I guess we'll say this, though, quickly, is that um, it, it, it's, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but going to do it yourself is, it, you know, uh, wills and estate planning on mm-hmm. these websites is kind of like, um, using, you know, artificial intelligence in a sense. It Don't is. do it. You're wasting your money. Mm-hmm. You're going to get an inferior result and it's going to cost you more in the long run. Mm-hmm. And you can't ask questions to determine if it's appropriate for all of your nuanced situation. It's just not going to work. And yeah. Next week when I come on, I will give you some examples of that. Right. So. Look, you, you look. You don't. You don't perform plastic surgery on yourself. Okay. Same. No. Same principle. No. Gary Quackenbush. How can people get a hold of you? Eight five 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 hundred trust. All right. Thank you, my dear. Talk thank at you, you later. Andrew. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye now. Stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. No artificial intelligence here. We just straight up real art. Real intelligence. <laughs> I guess I am for artificial. <laughs> the airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Speaking of robots and artificial intelligence, NYPD, here we've got Alvin Bragg, who's just an, it's not even just Alvin Bragg. Y'all know that we've got DAs all, Soros funded DAs all over this country, um, locking up law abiding Americans and letting the bad guys roam freely across this country with no bail, right? Um, meanwhile, they try to act as though, you know, that, um, you know, when they have to admit that there's a crime problem, it's it's always Trump's fault. Right. Um, wasn't it was it the mayor of New York recently that came out? Oh, yeah. He was um, before the Trump indictment and Trump arraignment. It was, uh, you know, New York is like the safest city ever. Marjorie Taylor Greene better be on her best behavior when she comes here. Kind of crap. Um now the NYPD is going to use robots uh, to battle crime, uh, two distinct types of robots in a GPS tracking system. Um, they announced this Tuesday at Times Square today, quote, in every era, we have maximized public and officer safety through emerging technology that approach continues. And that approach continues today. We're announcing three new policing technologies in New York City. Um What's the point? So if you're if you're not going to you know keep anybody in jail, if you're going to let them out, what's the point of of using robots or police officers or anything else? Last night we played a clip of this MSNBC bozo saying that you know he doesn't understand why we're sending cops into firefights in this country. And Andrea, what happens if one of these robots malfunctions? Well, I don't know that they're going to be armed. Um, the first robot is a Nightscope K5 developed to monitor outside spaces for people in restricted areas like parks, buildings, or whatever. Um, oh, good news. It can operate in any climate, can recharge itself without human intervention. But what does it do? It was the company launched it in 2013, so it's been out for almost nine years. It weighs 300 pounds, has 360-degree camera, Um, but what the heck does it do? That scarily reminds me of the robots in China telling people to go back inside. 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I'm not seeing anything here about this technology that has anything to do with uh, stopping bad people with guns, protecting anybody. It's just more like surveillance that are, yeah, that, like you said, that are about to, uh, that are about controlling people. It's not about preventing crime or stopping crime. If they had any interest in that, they wouldn't be releasing, like in California here, a child, uh, you know, um, rapist. And putting murderers and sexual assaulters back out on the street. I think that's bad news written all over it. Yeah. What's going on is not just about the political weaponization in, in, uh, of to round people up for their ideology, but we actually have, and I talked about this with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I said that with the, the prosecutors there... C- blatantly committed prosecutorial misconduct withheld just in the case just as in the case with the Jan 6 defendants in which they were not allowed allowed, uh, access to footage that would that clearly showed that they needed for their defense to show that they were committing misdemeanors at best Uh, the prosecutors in the Kyle Rittenhouse case withheld exculpatory mitigating evidence in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Unfortunately, there was actually people like Dil- uh, uh, um, Hernandez, Dylan Hernandez, I think is his name, um, where there was footage provided and he was a witness in the case where uh, he showed clear footage that um, Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. Where there was a gentleman in, in uh Named Daniel Perry in Texas, it's on video that he was acting in self-defense. He's driving his car into um, in an area, gets surrounded by a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters and rioters, one of which is aiming a rifle at him, I believe. It might have been an AK-47, I'm not sure. Um, carrying all kinds of rounds of ammunition. He shoots, he's got a pistol, he defends himself, and he was just convicted of murder. Governor Abbott in Texas is calling for him to be pardoned um, because he was clearly acting in self-defense. Our court system now is, it, it's not just, a, no longer even just about releasing the criminals on the street with no bail. Now, if you defend yourself against them, you're the bad guy. Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty, but this guy in Texas supposedly a red state was railroaded. Here's what Kyle Rittenhouse had to say about the case. Clip four. He defended himself. He knows what he did was right. You have a man with an AK-47 and over 120 rounds of ammo on his person dressed just for war, as some people might say, with the rifle strapped, the AK-47 raising it towards Daniel Perry, who was in flip-flops and beach shorts carrying a revolver. And nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to mention that he was armed. I see a lot of reports just saying he he fired indiscriminately into a crowd and he drove into a bunch of rioters. They don't want to talk about how he was swarmed, how his car was swarmed with a bunch of rioters trying to attack him. Right. Clearly a case of self-defense. And what they were trying to do with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, they de- they've now done with Daniel Perry. What they tried to do with Kyle Rittenhouse was was put the Second Amendment and put Americans on trial for defending for self and put the Second Amendment and self defense on trial. They weren't able to be successful with Kyle Rittenhouse, and they found a case that they could use to make it just that in Texas in a red state you it is now against the law for you to defend yourself including in a state of texas which clearly has a stand your ground law what they the message they wanted to send with kyle rittenhouse was don't you dare go and try to protect your seat your your city streets 
Black Lives Matter and Antifa have the right to roam around, carry whatever weapons they want, and you better stand down. You better cower and hide in your homes. And it didn't work with Kyle Rittenhouse, and they were able to, with a with a Soros DA in a in a red supposed red state be able to convict an innocent man of murder. Going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk about. So don't you go anywhere. Email me at andreakshow.com. Our 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Any ideas? We, I got to start thinking, you know, before Fridays on Hero of the Week. So far, I'm not really seeing or hearing any stories having to do with heroes. Keep me posted if you see any skins. Yeah, sometimes some some weeks it's it's you know we have several people standing up doing the right thing, and as of right now, I mean we're only at Tuesday, but not seeing a whole lot out there. Yeah. Um, no, we're not. By the way, uh, Drudge Report is reporting that U.S. Special Forces are in Ukraine, so we officially have boots on the ground. Tomorrow night's show, we've got Colonel Mills is going to be back with us. We're going to be talking to him about this, as well as the Pentagon uh, documents that were leaked. Some people are saying it's the greatest uh, national security breach since um, Snowden. So we've, we're going to be looking at that. Um, I also see here that jury selection is set to begin in the Fox trial. You know, I'm actually looking forward to that. I haven't watched Fox since the Chris Wallace debate in, in 2020 with Trump. And I'm not going to have a problem. I'm going to enjoy. I think it might be time to get some popcorn out to watch these hosts in Fox News who have pretended to be conservative, pretended to be Trump supporters, to see the truth of who people are continuing to support. Right. Um, you know, it, it, as long as Tucker continues to do good work, I don't have a problem whether or not he likes Trump personally. What I have a problem with is whether or not um, their their you know, whether or not their work is skewed left. And other than Tucker, it has been in, in a ridiculous fashion, ridiculous fashion. Um, so that that will be interesting to see. Um, it also looks like a Maddow is taken over and her numbers are bigger than Sean Hannity. Do you think it's time for Hannity to go bye-bye skins and have and have Fox, you know, bring up somebody new, um, up-and-comer, and who do you think that should be? I mean, the answer is yes, but, uh, I mean, you got to put somebody in their place worth their salt. I, mean, I, I think would, it'd be Charlie know, Kirk. Somebody here at, at Salem, Eric Metaxas, does a fabulous job. I think Eric Metaxas or Charlie Kirk. Both are. I think if Fox really was smart, if if Fox was smart, they would offer Charlie Kirk that show. Brilliant minds. Brilliant mind. He's got that Turning Point USA uh, organization that is continuing to be groundbreaking. The following that he's got, he is measured. He is careful. If he makes a mistake, he admits it. Both are solid Christians, too. And he and, and you know, Charlie Kirk has an understanding of our history and our Constitution and government in a way that um, and, 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 and he didn't go to college, but he studied. So I think that I think that it would I think it's time if Fox really wants to reboot its brand and actually, you know, when you're when your former number one show was losing to Rachel Maddow, it's time for you to realize 
The jig is up, right? Reboot, Fox News. Nobody takes Hannity seriously anymore. No. I mean, and he's got the same talking points. He says the same crap every night. You know, he has, well, at least the last time I listened to him, and he was so far up Fauci's butt in the summer of 2020, I couldn't even stand it. Him and Dr. Oz. I I don't want to I don't want to be somebody that you know is is constantly attacking Trump because what Trump has suffered is so at, at the hands of our government. Nobody can know what that's like. Nobody can know what that's like. But I need him. He did an interview with Tucker tonight in which he basically talked about, oh yeah, I like Gavin Newsom, and Newsom was nice to me. And it's just like if he's not willing to admit mistakes he's made that were absolutely serious and grave. I got to be looking elsewhere in 2024 because, you know, if if he's going to continue to surround himself with um, with the Christopher Rays, the result will be no different. Yeah, it's just not it doesn't matter what his intention is and what his heart is. It's not going to be a better result. But when it comes to DeSantis, I'm so sick and tired of the DeSantis shills on Twitter, just attacking Trump all day long, attacking anybody that supports Trump all day long. If your man is so un. unbeatable and if he where it where the heck is he where is DeSantis either he's running or he is not right I'm so sick of hearing about make better choices you Trump voters you should be backing DeSantis back what he hasn't even had the guts to declare his candidacy oh somebody said to me well he would have to resign because it's against the law for him in Florida to run for governor and run for the president well if he's such a shoe in then he should be willing to resign oh he doesn't want to resign why because people voted for him and they'll be angry at him that he ran for governor and now he's going to abandon it oh by the way but you know what if he's the right guy in 2024 then then fine but let me hear it because he's, it would not be running for governor in 2024. So I'm tired of hearing how he needs to be the guy in 2024 over Trump because he did this in, in Florida. He would not be governor. He would be president of the United States. I need a plan laid out for me by DeSantis, not any of his nasty mouth shills that I'm sick to death of on Twitter. And tell me how what you've done in Florida, you are going to translate into the office of the presidency and what you're going to do. Because quite frankly, DeSantis was all in. He shut down the state of Florida. He pushed the shots in Florida. He pushed the mask in Florida. He's being supported and backed by big money rhinos. So, you know, if you're going to attack Trump all day long, don't be telling me that your guy DeSantis is the winner because I haven't seen it. Nor has DeSantis put that out there for me. Oh, you need to be backing DeSantis's campaign. What campaign? Where is it? And if he's the guy in 2024, the clock is ticking. What's he going to do? If he's such an outsider, what was one of the mistakes Trump made that he has time to correct? Having a true conservative MAGA machine behind him going into D.C. If DeSantis is that outsider coming from Florida as a governor, then he needs to officially throw his hat in the ring and get his machine going. It's like it's like. Uh, Brian Maloney said an hour ago, we're a clown show right now. We're teetering. You look at, we have the FBI in our churches now. There's no time for DeSantis to be hiding behind a bunch of nasty mouthpieces who are never going to convince me of anything. I don't follow the herd. There's nobody who can convince me to vote for DeSantis in 2024, but DeSantis. There's nobody that can convince me to vote for Trump in 2024, but Trump. Because that's how I roll. 
And, and I would I'm say a, the way, you know, as much as we like some of the stuff that DeSantis has done, he's not acting very America first. No, he hasn't. I, I you know, I, I do I think he could be, but I need to hear it from him. And it's not enough that what he's done as a governor, because there, it's it's different. It's 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 a different position. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We come back. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Are you all in for Trump no matter what going into 2024? Are you open to DeSantis? Are you DeSantis in 2024? 888-344-1170. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So before the show, I was asking Skins about this movie because he's he likes like um, superhero movies and Marvel comics and different. And I'm like, what's a, do you, are you into this like Super Mario Brothers movie? Because um, it actually I didn't know how many had been come out in a series, but I saw the other day that John Leguizamo was like really upset about this movie, and I wasn't sure if it's because it starred Chris Pratt, which is you know a you know um, an, a devout Christian, or, or what the issue was. Apparently, it's not inclusive enough. So I asked my man Skins about this movie. And um, you actually saw it over the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It's actually really well done. Be there, it, I mean, much like uh, another movie I know, which will remain nameless. People are tired of hearing about it. That made almost <laughs> $1.5 billion. Uh, this is already expected to crack the $1 billion mark because there's no woke agenda in the movie. There is no uh, push towards some other... Uh, political nature. It's literally just the video game on the big screen. They tell the story. The acting is spectacular. And let me tell you, if you're a Jack Black fan, you need to see this movie. He is so entertaining as the bad guy, as Bowser the mega turtle. It's unbelievable. Okay, see, for, okay, so what about for somebody like me who never played the game? You don't, a lot of the stuff that you notice in the game or from the game is kind of nostalgia factor. But if you walk in, you've never played a Nintendo game before, you're actually going to have a really fun time because it's a very deeply based character movie and there's lots of great interaction between all of the characters. Okay, so is it a comedy? Is it like a Batman kind of thing to where it's like... It's a family, could- it's a family friendly there's lots of adventure but it's a very family friendly movie because it's computer animated but i think you'd love it i think you'd have a great time okay well look i love anything that's annoying the left (laughs) right chris pratt's a christian i love i love good family i love real family content that's not trying to corrupt the minds of little children that's not perverted that's not shoving crap at, at americans where you can just go and be entertained Right. Uh, it, and, you know, and doesn't it show if, if it's looking to crack a billion dollars, it shouldn't the message once again be to Hollywood skins that good, wholesome, non-woke entertainment sells. Yeah. And it's, it's about traditional values. It's about lo- there's a lot of loyalty messages in this movie that I think is great for kids. And it, it and and it sounds like you don't have to have been a Nintendo fan or player all. to to have seen it. So you know what? I'm going to check it out. It's already made 420 million dollars wow. at the box office. Wow, good for them. So I, I and props I, to I, did, I, did, I usually mention the studios that produce the 
uh, the woke nonsense and why we should not support them. Universal Pictures, good on you for making an outstanding movie. Was Universal also the ones who did Maverick? Top Gun Maverick? Uh, That was Paramount. That was Paramount. Oh, that's right. Tom Cruise only does Paramount. Well, look, like I said, hat tip to them. Um, John Leguizamo, um, I don't know why he was so upset. I guess Leguizamo, is that Italian? Sounds like it to me, Okay, I think. So I guess maybe he was upset because Chris Pratt played a character and he's not Italian. Is that what it is? I mean, is that how dumb we are now in America to where only an Italian can play a Mario brother? And Chris Pratt is so lovable in this movie. His his perception of how the character should have been played was outstanding. You just want to hug Mario. Aww. That's what we need more of at the movies. And by the way, we had filmmaker on last week, David Helling, who did the movie His Only Son. And evidently it did really well this weekend at the box office. Uh, a former Marine decides he's going to make a movie about the story of Abraham out of the Bible. And he was on the show last week. It was picked up and distributed uh, by the people who did The Chosen, not produced by the people who did The Chosen. And it was sold out at every AMC theater in San Diego this weekend. This is telling Hollywood a big message. It's very clear what the American public wants to see and what we're not going to throw our dollars at. So either get the message or don't make as much money as you could have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I heard, by the way, that Everything Everywhere All at Once was an anti-Catholic movie, by the way, which was the movie that was celebrated so much at the Academy Awards recently. I haven't seen it, so I didn't know that. Um, But there you have it. All right. Thanks for being here tonight, guys. Tomorrow is hump day. We're going to have Colonel Mills with us to talk about the Pentagon.